Amigos and amigas, the Mexican soccer show. We're coming to you from San Antonio, specifically the tavern. The Esquire Tavern, that's what it is. We got Mr. Tom Marshall and also John Arnold who is joining us today. And uh, we're gonna chat a little bit about Mexico and... Is this better, Tom? Tom's telling me where to go. Yeah. ¡Gracias! Tato Martino's press conference, um, a lot being said about Argentina and a lot of respect from both coaches kind of towards each other. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the former teammates and Newell's um, and Scaloni was funny actually because he was talking about how when he came through the youth system and Newell's, Tato Martino was the idol and I think he made his debut when he was 16 and Tato Martino was 32. So he was kind of like, I don't know, it's... You know, you know what's strange about about seeing them both today. I'm only just thinking about this now, but you know, full respect to Mexico, Argentina's, you know, an elite nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like World Cup winner, winning nation that produces two of the three or four best ever players in the world, and then they've got a, a coach who, with full respect to Scaloni, who's never coached the first team before. You know, like he's never coached even a first division team. And then Mexico have got an Argentine coach. He's coached Barcelona. He's coached Argentina to two Copa America finals. Um, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's a weird kind of... It's, I don't know. It's a weird kind of... It's, like, it's almost like it should... It feels like it should be the other way around. I actually had the same thought today as I was writing my, my pre-match piece. Just that Martino... He's coached in two serious finals, right? You know, he, he considers Argentina still as the top class. He considers Mexico in the second class or rung or however we want to call it. And I think he's right to do so. I think he's spot on with his assessments. I understand you could argue that maybe Argentina shouldn't be there. And partly because maybe their manager isn't up to snuff at the international level. But they're sticking with them. The process is going on. And I think that this will still be a very good game. It's just interesting, and I think maybe Mexico fans, journalists who cover the team, myself included, Tata is such a sort of amiable guy that you kind of forget about the, the gravitas that he has among football men, among Argentine experts, yeah, people who have been high-quality players and managers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so anyway, I, I think he's right, like I said, with the assessment, and he repeated it again today. He said, you know, people criticize me, but I still believe this, this is why, but that doesn't mean that Mexico is going to come out tomorrow afraid to play Argentina. On the contrary, he said, it makes us even more excited to try and dominate the game. I think it's going to be fascinating, and I think that really he sees this game as a measuring stick where you look at some of the games in the Gold Cup, even friendlies against teams like Venezuela, Paraguay, other teams in South America, maybe that Chile one is the one exception, I think, where it's like that's the one where I think that maybe he sees them on the same level, but I think that Martino really does see Argentina as a program, as a step ahead, and, and that's fine. So I think this will be a measuring stick of just how far Mexico has to go, or maybe doesn't have to go, to achieve that next rung on the ladder. 
when he was talking about, you know, when I when I said about the respect, right? The respect was with the the Scaloni when they when he was talking about Mexico. He said something that I mean, I think that was a tagline, right? That Mexico is in the very short term is going to be a great, great side. Maybe you know, take that next step. Now that they have a coach with uh, winning mentality, with that different type of mentality, then he went on to explain how the Argentine player, you know, gives it all 100% and bleeds and cries for, you know, for the for the national team. And I think he was kind of telling the pieces that that's what kind of what Mexico needed a coach that has had that experience, like we're all saying. And also could show and give them a little bit about the Argentine culture with, with uh, the players really wanting to be on the national team, which is kind of the storyline that we always come back to. The players really want to be there, you know, the Carlos Delas, the Chicharitos, the Herreras, or whatever. Yeah. But that, that was definitely very interesting. What you guys are saying is, is also there is that we all kind of respect Argentina, but I feel sometimes we kind of go, well, they let us down again because they should have won this World Cup or this. You know, Copa America, and Coach Colony said, "Hey, yo, you know, six. We're at, you know, 116 minutes, and our Germany wins, and now Argentina isn't good. If that's what he said, or two Copa Americas from P- that they lose with PKs, and all of a sudden Argentina isn't good. And I think he, he shut down one of the Mexican reporters saying, you know, your your line is pretty high up there with the failures and successes. Kind of the this is, this is the thing though." Argentina, whatever you say about what they've done or whatever, they produce players on mass, and they always do it. They keep doing it, and and they can't get they can't get the shit together, frankly, in terms of organisation and, and getting that kind of long term plan. You know, but that's why Menotti's now on board. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's the idea they want to sort. And, and Martino, when he actually spoke today, was actually he, he said things are looking a lot better now. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think it, it it's easy to think that Martino left because of the Copa America Centenario exit, yeah. which no. was you know, know Messi retired after that. The players yeah. were frustrated. Martino himself was frustrated. It was more about the fact that they couldn't get their act together to put an Olympic team together. Yeah, yeah. He said that it wasn't because of the football. It no, was, it, it, it was, it was because it, because of the the clubs the yeah. clubs wouldn't allow the players to leave. And they're controlling the, the federation. They're controlling. The, yeah, the differences between you have to remember this is a federation that that same year had an election that was supposed to have an odd number of votes and then tied. Yeah. a presidential election vote for the federation president. This is a federation that was in a huge mess. You talk about FMF, I mean, AFA is, is ridiculous. Everyone always talks about how horrible Mexico is in the federation and the club players. Like, when you look at Argentina, right, and it's like all the things that happen on there, and I think that's where it translates, and, and, and it's already kind of go into this. Everyone's, like, lying. Well, Mexico, you know, if they only had better players... Look at Argentina with the best players, with arguably one of the best players ever, playing with them, and to win a World Cup is that difficult. But, yeah, yeah, but, they, but, they, but they've got to Copa America finals, World Cup finals. That's I mean, the difference. That's the difference, right? Argentina is, is is not you know a world class. That oh, can they win? Can they win the next World Cup? I don't know now because they haven't won. Yeah, but that, but that to me is the difference between what Argentina has and what Mexico has. Despite the fact that Argentina's federation is a total mess, they're still able to get to the 2014 World Cup final, get to the Copa America and Copa America Centenario finals, and still, while they haven't won a title since 1993, produce top quality results. Whereas Mexico, maybe their federation is a bit better run, but they don't have the talent that Tom's saying. They don't produce the, the depth of players. Although, I think you're starting to see that change because this is for me as I wrote after the US game as I wrote after the Gold Cup final here it comes 
the deepest no but it's the deepest mexico pool in a long time the the depth of the pool is very strong when you can say that chicharito is on your b team when you can say that hector herrera or maybe tecatito are on your b team that's pretty strong to me it's strong what, I, what i'd argue is that you that 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 generation i think is well you know it's, it, they've done really well you know they, they had more players in europe than ever in terms of the history of Mexican soccer but a lot depends now on the young players like Martino's basically given them this chance and I think they'll get they'll get the chance in October and November you know to show what they can do and it's obvious what he's trying to do he's trying to bridge that gap between the well established players and the ones coming up he wants those younger players to get as close as possible but just going back to the Argentine example there's a lot of pressure on those young players you know if Roberto Alvarado doesn't do it if Carlos Rodriguez you know, if those guys start doing a Obelin Pineda and have those two, three barren years where they just kind of, they don't develop, then whereas Argentina might have five players, you know, we're going to see a player, uh, McAllister, tomorrow for Argentina. A lot of people talk about him. Booker. 20 years old. Yeah, from Boca. Booker, right? You know, but where that guy comes out, you know, they've, <laughs> they've got... They've got other players like you know they've got they've got Barco in Atlanta you know they've got they've got a lot of players aged 21, 22 and under and they only need one of five to come out whereas Mexico needs one of two to come out and so the chances are reduced there but uh, but yeah no I, I agree though it's a, it's a deep pool and I think I'm really looking forward to the game tomorrow just to switch it back to the game um, and, and I think I think Mexico are going to do well it's a bit of a shame about the pitch you know because Scaloni mentioned it and you could see. I mean, I don't want to say they were definitely talking about the pitch, but it looked like nah, Martino was, was talking about the pitch. I think they were. Now, and uh, you, you mentioned the time there's kind of a little side meeting over there, kind of upset, looking at the pitch, pointing at it. We were kind of there. You know what's going to happen with Seattle the Alamo Dome. Dome. I like San Antonio, but as soon as I saw this game was going to be at the Alamo Dome, I thought that might be trouble. And Martino has said, no, someone's going to get the pitches in order, someone's going to be at the pitches in order, but it looks like we're still going to have a game where... You know, Moreno, I spoke with him after the the, the uh, U.S. game. That pitch was much better, I think, just visually, than this one in San Antonio. And he said after the U.S. game, yeah, the pitch wasn't that great. We couldn't really play the style of football we wanted to play. Well, it's going to be a lot worse tomorrow. It's the Alamo Dome. This is like monster truck... Like that's what they have. It's, U, it's UTSA American football, football. monster it, it, truck, and turf? concerts. And then they put yes. bull, bull riding. There's some. I, no, but it's turf, and then they put the grass yes. over the turf. Right? I mean, but that's the th- that, that's almost every stadium Mexico plays in. I just don't understand why. Maybe maybe there's some horticulture reason, but cheap, I don't understand why they don't lay the pitch before as soon as possible because the last event I looked at the calendar as soon as the fixture came out and Saturday was the last event there why not Saturday night at 11pm lay the pitch let it bed in hope it gets better I think it would work better but I don't know I don't work with grass it just seems to me there has to be a better answer than what can we just confirm you don't work with grass any herpetologist can come in I don't work with it but you know maybe I've had a puff now and then in the past whoa 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 what's this what's going on Tom Saying shit, uh, right over here, John with the smoking. All right, let, me, let me let me come let me come down to it. Um, the, the, the moral example of the podcast. Did you inhale? <laughs> Did B, you inhale? B Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me let me bring this back down. Um, I think we can all agree that this Mexico team is exciting. 
this is, I, and not to be spazzed out, but there's something different about this team. Could very well be with, with what the coach is bringing, the talent, the, you know, like you said, Tom, from the young to the old, they're all coming together. John, sorry, because I looked at uh, John. Um, but, for example, when I looked at the game again in, against the U.S. and seeing Chicharito Herrera, and seeing those players that have only been with Tata for three days, able to incorporate themselves so well to his system, to his style of play, it looked like the team knew, had an idea with those players. And I, and that's something that I think it takes a little while. And not to go back to Chicharito, but Chicharito was doing things that I have never seen him do with other coaches. Coming so far out, playing in both sides. And we've seen that in Real Madrid. We see that we saw that with other teams, but not in the national team. National teams stay there. Um, I think Juan Carlos Osorio tried doing that, but in one game... I think he did it under Osorio, but the difference for me between what Osorio wanted to do and what Martino was trying to do, first of all, it comes down to experience. That was Osorio's first national team job, and it showed. Berhalter of the U.S., it's his first national team job, and it shows. Funny you guys mentioned They're trying to put complicated ideas into practice in a situation where players have two to three days to figure out what they're being asked to do. Martino knows this, and as much as I think that Martino is intelligent, wise, smart, all synonyms I suppose, as much as I think he's a smart guy and a smart manager, the, what he's asking the players to do is not complicated, and I think that is important on the international level. You, maybe if you have a Gold Cup team, you have a month to work with the players, you can ask them to do a complicated task. You can ask them to play in a complicated way. Martino's press is evolving. You saw Guardado, I think, with a couple more kind of wrinkles because of the experience he has in Martino's system as far as kind of leaking out to pressure the right back when the U.S. had it. You know, that's not something you've seen typically from the Martino team from that left interior midfielder. Guardado was doing it. I think that's a wrinkle. That's because of the time. But the general task is not difficult. Martino is speaking a clear language, he's speaking a sort of simple language for these professional quality footballers and I think it's translating well and like you said, quickly because he's not trying to overcomplicate things. I think the idea is simple, the execution yeah. might be difficult, but the idea is basic. Well, yeah, they no, no, but, but Osorio to do that too. Like they, they've had, they had the Osorio while, right? experiment right. and that's all of us kind of yeah, like, what well, are you doing? A couple of things. Firstly, a lot of the things Osorio did have translated. Yeah. Martino benefited from that. You know, Gallardo is a left back. If you don't have Gallardo as a left back now, who do you put? Exactly. He's had the most minutes of anyone in the Tata Martino era. I think, I think Osorio laid the foundation for Martino to build on. Yeah. But that said, I think it is still a difference well, in ideas, right? all the same school. Yeah, but, but it is the other thing for as sure. well. The Mexican players and Martino picked Mexico. Let's not forget that. Martino picked. It wasn't like he didn't have choices. Martino said, Mexico's for me. If you look back, Guardiola, when, when he's been asked about which national team he'd like to manage, he's mentioned three. Is it three? He's definitely mentioned Brazil and he's definitely mentioned um, Mexico. Is it Brazil? He's definitely mentioned Mexico. I don't know like, time. I don't know you, you, and, you and Guardiola having drinks, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, Guardiola said before that he would, yeah, Mexico's one of the three national teams they'd like, to, they'd like to manage. But why is that? You know, why is Martino pick Mexico? Because the players, change. because of the players that he's got at his disposable, are absolutely designed for the system they want to use and what's the system they want to use you know play out the back it's it's highly highly technical players it it comes back to that old mentality right that Rosario that like news old boys type of playing out the back with 
you know, pressing a lot. You saw with Chile, you saw with Paraguay, you saw, you saw that. All Martino teams have done essentially the same thing, right? Maybe yeah. not Barcelona, it's been a wrinkle, but. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the Mexican players are absolutely adept. Here we go, we've got a bit of food coming yeah, up. Yeah, we got a food, got food, got food a bit of falafel for, for, um, for Wiesel. Falafel. Like uh, John Arnold, copied mine. Thank you. Okay, thank you. No, that's all right. Intimate here at the Mexican soccer show. Can't, can't remember what I ordered. You guys got the same thing. I know John copied me. Can't believe it. Absolutely not. <laughs> He's denying it now, but. <laughs> uh, I, pl- I planted the idea, and Tom said, "I'm really like the Tata Martino of this table." I put in the ideas. It's a simple idea. It's a good idea, and Tom executes it. I'm proud of you. I'm happy to see you succeed, but I'm the manager here. <laughs> There we go. Anyways, no. strong, strong team for Mexico tomorrow. Um, I'm, I don't know. I said in my video before I'm going for a draw. I might go for a Mexico winner. Yeah, might go for two one. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win. I think Martino goes undefeated in the year. And to me, it's a win. I've been writing this a lot. We still. You've been reading it. Yeah. To me, this is a this is Mart. What Martino sees this as a test, and it's the last one that they'll have an opportunity for. And he, look, we know that Mexico dominates Concacaf, right? We know that we, we saw them win the Gold Cup. We see them win every game that they play against Concacaf teams. And with respect to Bermuda and Panama, based on what I've seen in the past two games from those teams playing against each other, a Mexico a young Mexico team should be able to beat them as well. Mexico is the king of Concacaf, but to me, this game Martino sees as an opportunity to either prove or yeah. disprove the idea that Mexico could be the best team or one of the best teams in the Americas in the Western Hemisphere, and from there build on that to hopefully get to a fifth game in the World Cup, play against the best teams in Europe. I, I think this is a real sort of. Look, it's a friendly. It, everyone's taking it as a friendly. Leo Messi isn't here. I'm not trying to make it more than it is, but I think this is a very critical game as far as how Martino sees the team and what Mexico has to work on and how much they have to do. But even if Leo Messi was on the team, wouldn't be all it's an Argentina win, flat out. I, 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 he, uh, he's obviously would make a huge impact or whatever. But, but that I think, and, and it's also a young team, and it's also you know what the player that they have, but. Uh, I could see for the very first time Mexico not caring about the mentality of beating Argentina like it always does. Like it's Argentina; they beat us at everything. You know, Mexico um, haven't beat them since 2004. Was it the Confederation? Copa America. Copa America. Was There you go. It's, it's four. It's four wins all time. And these teams have been playing since the 30s. Yeah, it's not a great record, but I think I think number five comes tomorrow. But. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, gotta, I definitely got to see that. I mean, we were there with with Tuca Ferretti. Was it 2016, 2015? With uh, last year. At the, it was 2018. The two friendlies against Argentina. No, no, no. Before that, sorry. Ah, the I one in um, the one at the uh, at uh, the Dow Stadium, AT&T yeah. Stadium. 2-2. No? It was 2-0 at the 85th minute. You know, with Messi, with Aguero, with everybody. With Tata Martino on the Argentina bench. With Tata Martino on the bench. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mexico made some subs. And, you know, Argentina comes back and wins 2-2. No, yeah, that's interesting because Tata Martino actually mentioned that game. And said that Mexico deserved to win it. Because, and I think this is probably the best way to end it. Because I think 
I don't know, like every, obviously everything's really positive for Mexico right now, but you can absolutely guarantee there's going to be dips. <laughs> you know, Tata Martina's going to go through a period where things aren't like going everybody, right. Like everybody Osorio well, had his honeymoon as well. Big time, yeah. I just think this Martino honeymoon is going to get extended. Yeah, the record of, of wins, if I remember. Oh, sorry. I think Martino's coming too. for it. Everyone always starts really great, except for Bill. <laughs> because it's very easy to start your cycle. I don't, very easy, that's cruel. It's it's too much. It's it's after the World Cup, you play games. You know the Ferretti interim is forgotten, and now you play games that you should be able to win if you're Mexico. If you're the giant of the region, you should be able to win the yeah. regional championship and win all your friendlies. This is a real test, I think. I think this is legitimately. I, it's not an official game, so you can't call it the most important game of the Martino era. But for me, it's right up there. Oh, the U.S. final will be the, the most final, important. The final, yeah, for sure. Final, yeah. Even the Chile game was good. Very important win for Mexico. No, but yeah, I mean, this is the last time they'll play non-concaf opposition before June. So, but anyway, yeah. I think they're going to play non-concaf in March. No, they'll be in the Nations League. No? No. Nope. Not the final. Nations League finals in June now. Really? Yeah. No way. They moved it, so they'll have that March friendly window open. And I'm hearing... Very exclusive here. You're the first ones to know. Mexico's gonna go to Europe and try to make like either they're gonna go to Europe and get like a top European team, or that March friendly in Dallas is gonna be like a Germany, Spain, Italy type of game. There we go. There we go. First let's, one. Let's end on that note then. All right, we all buried right. the exclusive for the true ones, the real ones. Well, the if real you ones. If you're this, this, this way, far, there's this a is, nugget for you. There's a nugget for you. We're gonna end it. Uh, so prediction. Tom says. First of all, I'll go back to him. Oh, so you were changing it because you did say tie in the. Okay, yeah, tie today, but I'm going 2 1. I'm going to go 3 1 Mexico. Gosh. I'm going to go with the very. I'm going to go with 1 0. You know what? I'll say Mexico too. I, I It did change me kind of this conversation with you guys. Give me a little more hope. So I'm going to go 1 0. Game, though. No, I, I always get crap for being the American picking against Mexico. Now I'm boosting Mexico and everyone's with me. <laughs> it's going to be a good game Both teams like to have the ball Both yeah, teams yeah. want to play in the opposition half It's like said that, right? Both teams have got really good players It's like It's going to be a real big, really, really, really good game uh, Tom, really quick before we leave You, um, you got starting 11 That you think 90%, 95% uh, No, I mean I don't think it's too difficult to work out Just because It's the ones that didn't play Against the States So I think you've got Ochoa you got Miguel Layun Araujo Carlos Salcedo, you know, three of the back four, and then and then do you put Gallardo back in or do you put Navarro in? I think that's the yeah, issue. Edson Alvarez, I think, is going to be the holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Dos Santos, mm-hmm. and then who's the other kind of advanced midfielder? Is it going to be? Is it going to be Herrera again? Is it going to be Montes? Is it going to be Carlos Rodriguez? I think we're going to see Montes. I think, I think we'll see a red again. But I think it's Rodriguez, three picks. Dang, I think it's one Montes. I think uh, I think Tata really likes Montes. I think yeah. yeah, I think he does. My 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 reasoning for Herrera is the last time you saw him. La- well, he's not seen him before today, but also be- he played the holding role. Nobody's seen time. him actually. Come on. <laughs> 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 he played the holding role last time, so maybe this time he wants to see him in a. That's fair. Uh, and he, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna see Rodriguez in the nations. In the nations. And then up front, Lozano, Tecatito, and Raúl. But then again, is Tecatito gonna repeat again? I don't know. I think he will because the the thing is, the two players that he's mentioned specifically that we're going to start that are now not starting 
is Pizarro because of the appendix issue and Eric Gutierrez because of the hand issue. So for me, I, I think those are the two biggest question marks. The other one is will Gallardo repeat? But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know that Tom has a good 11 and, and uh, yeah. yeah. The only thing we know about Layun, that's the only one I'm kind of questioning. Layun. I don't know why. It's like, no, to, me, to me, if it's yeah. like Navarro, I think he's a top guy. I think he's done great for Leon. I just he's like one of those players I'm he not, likes him. I'm not sure if he's international quality. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, yeah. as a Leon fan I'm like, really? And he's still sticking with Navarro. And I like well, Navarro. And he's, he speaks English. <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah, he, didn't, he seems like a nice guy. Really really good. Everything really good. That's it. Alright guys. Um, Keep it real. Thank you all for, for listening to us. We'll continue to to give you uh, I'm pretty sure we'll put, do a small pot after the game. I want to thank, uh, thank our friend, Mr. John Arnold, there at Gold.com, who always is excited to do a pod with us. Thank you so much, John. Follow him if you haven't done him so already. Mexico World Cup, and I am Luiso Vasquez. Thank you again for joining us on this edition of the Mexican Soccer Show here at the Esquire Tavern. The oldest bar on the Riverwalk, apparently, here in San Antonio. Yeah. You mentioned Luiso Vasquez, you get a, a 40% discount. Yeah, if you, mention, if you mention the Mexican Soccer Show... <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night or day.